what's going on, good people? I pray that you are doing well wherever you may be around the globe. I pray that all is well with you. If all is not well, guess what? If you're able to hear, you're able to see, you're able to hit the play button, let me know that God is still with you, even in the midst of whatever you may have going on. This is your girl, Prophetess Pastor Carlisha C.L. Suggs. I come in the greetings and I pray blessings be upon you as you enter in the room, as you enter in the podcast, as you enter in the YouTube channel, wherever you may be listening from. I bring you greetings from the Lord. So this is the day that the Lord has made. I've decided to rejoice and be glad in it. I hope you have too, because this is a day of joy, a day of peace, a day of love, a day of long suffering, a day of self-control. A day of just knowing that we are God's and God is ours. Because in the midst of it all, he is still the God who reigns above all others. He is still the one who told us in Isaiah, he said, there is no other God like me. So I'm so thankful to know that I serve a great and awesome father. As Nahum 2 and 8 said, the good hand of my God is upon me. I don't want any hands just to be upon me, but I want the good hand of my father to be upon me. Where he always tell me he uphold me with his right hand. For that I'm forever grateful. I'm grateful to know that his hand is still upon me. His fingerprints is found all around me. Whatever I may do, whatever I may say, somebody's going to know that God is with me. I thank God for the Joseph anointing. The anointing that let other people see that God, God whole life is upon me. Everything I touch, everything I say, everything I do, he said I cause it to prosper. And I'm for that, for I'm so for thankful, for grateful and thankful. As you know, we have been in the series for the month of July regarding walking in your authority. And this is going to conclude the last series of that. But I will just remind you that it will not be the last segment of talking about authority. Because so many people don't know how to walk in their authority. So many people are fearful of walking in their authority. But in the midst of whatever it is that you're going through, just know that you have the right, as a born-again believer of Jesus Christ, to walk in your authority and possess whatever God told your hands to possess. To have dominion over whatever God told your hands to have dominion over. Romans 8 and 1 said because so many times the enemy make people think that they're condemned or they make them feel worthless about what God had called their hand to do. But let me just remind you what Romans 8 and 1 says. There is therefore now now it's now now no condemnation to them Condemnation just means guilt to them which are in Christ Jesus. So many times people stop right there. But there's a comma there. If you read it from your Bible, if you see it or read it at your own leisure, notice there's a comma. There's not a period. It's a comma. So there's something still going on. And the Bible also says who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Many manuscripts 
many preachers, many teachers, many people who speak in the word of God omits that who walk after, not after the flesh, but walk after the spirit. No guilt to them which are in Christ Jesus. There's no guilt to you who are walking in your authority in Christ Jesus. Because why? You don't walk after the flesh, but you walk after the spirit. Many of our people are walking after the flesh and receiving fleshly things, fleshly results. But when you walk after the spirit of God, the spirit is going to back you every time. The spirit is going to back you every time. 16 says this, that same chapter, and 16 says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Holy Spirit, because maybe you still knew it is, Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So if Holy Spirit is bearing witness with your spirit that you are a son of God, you walk in your sonship, you walk in your sonship relationship with the Father to walk in your authority. That's your inheritance. And I can do this and my spirit, Holy Spirit will bear witness with my spirit. Why? Because of inner assurance of God's truth. Because I know what God's truth says. Because when I know what my truth, what God's truth says, my spirit now can bear witness with Holy Spirit that it is true. Even when somebody's talking. So that's why I tell people all the time, read your word. Get in your word. Know the word for yourself. So when somebody's saying something off the wall or some erroneous doctrine, you can be able to say, no, that ain't of the word of God. My spirit don't bear witness with that. But your spirit will bear witness with the truth. Because your spirit has not been fed the truth. One condition in understanding how the spirit can bear witness with our spirit and how we can walk in the spirit and not after the flesh is, is one condition. It's our obedience to his known will. Our obedience to his known will. See, if you know his will, you know his ways. You, yeah, he said, my ways are hiding your ways. My thoughts are hiding your thoughts. But from Genesis to Revelation, you should know something about your father, who you say is your father. Because my question is, what father are you serving? Are you serving the father of lies? Or are you serving the father of the kingdom of heaven? The one that we cry, Abba, Father. Because when we know his will, known will, we shouldn't do anything to regard or in this, distort that relationship between us and our father. His known will. So if you say you know the Lord, you say you know him and the pardon of your sin, you say that you know him, then at some point you should know his will to not do anything contrary to his will. So it it banks on our obedience to what we know. Because that's when the spirit, Holy Spirit, will bear witness with our spirit from what we know. His known will. Not unknown will. You're not some children out here abandoned or isolated from your father. He said, you can know me in the in a part of, you can know me in, in, in the midst of whatever you're going through. Know me. My resurrection. 
know me in my rising. Know me upon my reigning. You should know the one that you say you're serving. And we have to thank the Father for using the ministry of Holy Spirit to convince us of truth that cannot be understood other than with the divine help of Holy Spirit. So if you're thinking that you are all this and your intellect is all that and you have everything that you know that you need and you think that in any point of that that you can know God without the interpreter, without the translator, let me just tell you, you are wrong and you you live in error because you cannot know God, you cannot have no relationship with God, you cannot understand God without Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the mediator between heaven and earth. Holy Spirit is the one who interprets all things that we need. Holy Spirit is a translator of even what God speaks. He said he come not of himself, but he come to speak only what he hear. Holy Spirit can't just talk talk to me about anything. He ought to tell me what the Father says. And that's why I tell people all the time, speaking in unknown tongues. It's not anything to be ashamed of. It's not anything to say, oh, well, she's praying over me and she's speaking in a language that I don't understand. I don't know what she's praying about. No, Holy Spirit now took over. When a person starts speaking in tongues and they really praying on your behalf, you ought to glorify the Father right there because now the Holy Spirit had took over that conversation. The Holy Spirit now going to the deeper parts that this person can't even see. See, I only can pray from what's known, what you have told me. I can only pray from what has been shared with me. But Holy Spirit goes deeper to the things that you didn't even discuss. Holy Spirit go deeper to the things that you didn't even want known. Holy Spirit go deeper to the things that you don't even know what's going on. So Holy Spirit see in the realms of the kingdom of things that they see, he sees that can be detrimental to you then now that the prayer has stopped. That's why I tell people it's important and very vital to get in your heavenly language and learn to pray because you are starting to stop stuff. You may not even know what you're stopping. It could be from years from now, but God is allowing you to stop some stuff. They said no weapon form. So one of my sisters uh, preached this message. She said, just said no weapon. Because the weapon can form when you begin to start speaking on it. No weapon. Speak what God says speak and stop trying to speak what the enemy throwing at you. Because some stuff has come in. The enemy come in like a flood. He has come into some things. Because some people had invited him in. They invited him in with their doubt. They invited him in with their, the lack of understanding. Ignorance. They have invited him in. What have you invited the enemy in to sit at your table with? Yeah, I know God said he prepares a table with, for you and your enemy. You're going to be there to sit around. But some folks have invited the enemy. This said that the Lord going to bring the enemy in to let him see you being blessed. But some of us have invited him in to eat with us. And God said he ain't supposed to be sitting there yet. You don't leaked out too much information. You don't gave him too much authority. They gave him too much authority. Now he thinks he's supposed to take over. No. Order. Set order in your life. Set order in your prayer. Set order in your fasting. Set order in your communion. Set order in your intimacy with the Lord. Set order in your devotion. Set order. That's part of walking in your authority by setting order. 
even folks will have their erroneous conclusion about you. But they're going to know that God is with you. Yeah, a lot of people are going to talk about you, say things about you, put you down, say all this stuff. But in the midst of all that, they're going to still know that God is with you. And they're going to know that your spiritual insight only comes from God above. Peter received his spiritual insight from God when he declared who Jesus was in Matthew when he said, you are the son of God. And he said, upon this rock, I build my church. But this enlightenment that Peter received did not mean that he had nothing more to learn from God. Because sometimes people think because I received that revelation, I don't have anything else to learn. I got, I'm all this and that and bag of chips because now I learned something. No, it's still being a, a studious learner into the will of God. He had more to learn. Because even within minutes of this confession, and if you know anything about the word of God, minutes of this confession, he was being rebuked, open reprimanded by Jesus for his lack of spiritual insight for some other things. Because Jesus said, I got to go. It's about time for me to go. He said, Lord, you don't have to go. He said, I rebuke you. Satan, get thee behind me. He knew that the enemy was using Peter to even talk foolish. Because sometimes you have people that talk the talk of God, and in that same breath, they talk foolish. I've seen it done. I seen people ask God and pray and heal, ask God for healing and deliverance. And God, I thank you for my healing. And within the same breath, within the same day, and sometimes with the same hour. But God, you don't want me to be healed. You don't want to see me delivered. You don't want to see, you just want me to be sick all my life. No, didn't you? Where is your faith? He said, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. You can't blame God now that you're still in pain. The enemy go. The enemy knows how to hit. The, <laughs> let me just say this: the enemy know how to hit you where it hurts. He know how to get you to doubt. He know how to get you to do stupid stuff. And I didn't call anybody stupid. I said he'd get you to do stupid stuff. Things that don't even make sense, and you wonder why you're doing it. Peter, same one, who just gave a confession or who Jesus was. That same breath, he began to start telling Jesus that he didn't have to go to the cross. Jesus knew the spirit. He knew the spirit. So that's why I tell everybody, talk, discernment is key. Discernment is vital. Discernment is imperative. Spiritual discernment. Because we all have the innate ability to discern good from evil. We all have the innate ability to know what's good and bad. But in the sense of this, you have to have... What the scriptures say, discern of spirits, discerning of spirits. Because in the midst of this, you're going to have some spirits that you are dealing with, and you ought to be able to discern them to know how to put them at flight. And the only way you can do that is by way of Holy Spirit. That's why I said the spirit knoweth the spirit. The, the spirit bear witness with our spirit. So if your spirit is not right, Holy Spirit is going to check you. And going to let somebody else check you too. Spiritual insight is from God. It's not because you think you are. <laughs> I, I'm all this and I'm so holy than thou and I'm so anointed and I'm so doctor. All these different types of titles. That, that pedigree doesn't mean anything to God. A lot of people got pedigree but still blind. Spiritually blind. And spiritually blindness will cost you. 
it will cost you. Because you think everybody's your friend. You think everybody is going the same way with you. You think everybody got you covered. You think everybody's, you know, in your corner. But then when something happened, your expectation was too high. And then God had to show you they wasn't with you in the first place. They had some hidden agendas and some hidden motives. And you fell for the trap. Spiritual blindness will cost you. One thing about our Savior, he was never blind. He knew the intents of the heart. He knew what they was thinking before they said it. He knew all that. Even in the point of Matthew chapter 21, when they began to say, asking Jesus, what authority do you speak of? What authority do you have this from? So Jesus asked them a question. He said, you want to interrogate me? Let me interrogate you. Okay, the baptism of John, his whole ministry, his doctrine, his preaching, who did it come from? Was it heaven or was it in human origin? And the Bible said they reasoned with themselves. They had a self-commune about this thing. Trying to understand the mission of John, they halted between two opinions. And we already know, even on the when Elijah said, y'all, uh, y'all prophets are between two opinions. Which God? Who are you going to serve? Who's on the Lord's side? Here these, they, these Pharisees and Sadducees coming to Jesus want to ask him about his authority. And so he asked them a simple question. Who, 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 was John, who, who authority did John come from? Was it heaven? Or was it human? Can you tell me that? And the Bible said they halted between two opinions. One moment they came to the baptism, and the next they said he had a devil. Some will watch everything you do and still refuse to, to give your character any type of authority. They will refuse to. And you know, like I know, some folks won't say anything good about what you're doing. It's always negative. They will decline it. They will reject it. And so much so, they did the same thing with Jesus. So God, Jesus was asking them, y'all want to ask me what authority I'm doing this in? And whose authority I'm moving in and operating in? So answer the question, was John as one inspired and commissioned by God or as a fan and an imposter who was self-sent because a lot of people are self-sent and have received no external authorization what are some things about John that was undeniable all those from the people and from them who watched and witnessed allowed him to be a prophet and never question his claims. John had unsp- he born unspeakable and unmistakable evidence to Christ. That's why he kept saying, "Behold, the Lamb of God." His very mission was to prepare the way of Christ. Now here you are asking for Jesus Christ of credentials. One who already healed, one who already delivered, one who already raised from the dead, one who have done all things that John did not do. Now you question his authority. So if you believe John spoke by inspiration, that means you have to accept Jesus Christ. 
who operated and manifested everything that was already spoken. But if they had to discredit John, they would look foolish and absurd. They would endanger their influence with the people. So that's why the self-communion came. Because this, what they were talking about, couldn't be met without compromising their own claims. Either you're going to deny John, or say they were mistaken in what they had said, or you're going to accept them. They asked him a question. But when he asked them, now fear, they fear the people. Because so many people want to interrogate you and why you walking in this authority and how you walking in this and how you walking in that. But then when you ask them a question, now they fear the people. Because a lot of times that's what people do. They fear people more than they fear God. Public opinions were too strong for them. Whatever view they really took regarding John's position, they were now forced for the sake of retaining popularity to uphold his divine character. John the Baptist, the holy teacher, had influence, yet he did no miracles like Jesus. But he was persuaded. He persuaded men to come by pure doctrine. He persuaded men to come by his holy life. He persuaded men to come by his genuine love of souls. He persuaded men to come by his courageous and reproof in sin wherever it was found. He did not he did not have a a, a, a respect of person. And even when they couldn't answer Jesus. We, we know not. Jesus said, well, I don't tell, I'm not going to sit here and waste my energy telling you what kind of authority I'm operating in. There are times there will be no need to answer foolishness. Those who were not blind or deaf knew that the words that he had spoken, the words he had done, and even the sinless life which he had led were all proof of his authority from God. Let me say that again. Those who were not blind or deaf, you can hear and you can see, knew that the word that Jesus had spoken, the work that he had done, and the sinless life which he led the people, they were proof of his authority of God. Can you say that you walk in that same kind of authority? And as it's proof, proof from the God Almighty. Their evasive answer was a confession of defeat. There are many people that would avoid looking at, at and disagreeing with the truth in the face. Here they go responding, we cannot tell which would he come from. Jesus' response, neither tell I you. Sometimes that's a need to be our response. Neither tell I you. You asking me and questioning me what who's who who gave me this authority, who allowed me to walk in this authority. I tell you not either. You can't tell me what I asked you. Guess what? I'm not gonna tell you who I walk in either. Why waste energy or time or words to argue with double-minded people? 
They're going to be people, and hear me clearly, there are going to be people who will not accept your testimony. And recognizing their malice and their perversity, decline to instruct them any further. They're going to be people that subject to misunderstanding you. They're going to be people that don't want to accept your testimony. And that's when you need to know that I decline to instruct you any further because you're not willing to hear. You're not willing to do. You're not willing to hear the words of what I said, all the things that I endured, all the things that I, you don't even accept my testimony. So why are you here? I did that. I did that. I, I was helping people who didn't even want to help themselves. I was helping and giving people all that I can give testimony after testimony because God tells us we overcome by the testimony of the blood of the Lamb. I was doing that. And it still wasn't receiving, being received because I already have in my mind that I'm going to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. And so they wasn't listening. So at that moment, I knew I had to sever the ties because you were wasting my time. They knew they were unwilling to answer. And Jesus knew the question, but he held his peace. Many will refuse to utter what they know well. So be mindful how you address foolish questions. Be mindful how you address foolish wasters. Because some people are just wasters of your time. Be mindful. In this season, you do not have time to be with wasters. You do not have time to sit here and try to keep spinning your wheel with somebody who don't uh, refuse to listen. And we have to understand everybody's not our assignment. It's good that you want to help everybody, but everybody's not your assignment. Be okay with understanding that. Everybody is not my assignment. Those who are willing to hear, I will be willing to give. Those who are willing to receive, I'll be willing to give. Those who are willing to be there and understand and be mentored, I'm willing to help. But I refuse to waste my time on people who don't even want to do anything but have things their own way. And when things go their way and things are going their way, then they think they're on cloud nine. But then, boom, here it go. God said, you really wasn't ready. Now you're spending most of your time in weeping because you really wasn't ready. Moving before it's time. Sometimes we can abort our own assignment because we move before it's time. But have the spirit of discernment that you can discern spirits and know when somebody is a waste of your time and when somebody's really there ready to receive. It'll take a lot of stress off you down the road. Walk in your authority. And in walking in your authority, also walk in your boundaries. Set boundaries. You can love, but love with boundaries. I heard a apostolic woman say this one time before. Love, but love with boundaries. Because some people will tear you down in everything that you have tried to build for yourself. Love but love with boundaries and walk in your authority. 
All right, this concludes the last series of Walking in Your Authority, where we continue to tap on walking in your authority and the thought, just possessing the authority. But just know that God loves you. I love you, but God loves you best. Continue to stay at the face of God. Continue to stay in the will of God. And continue to listen to the Holy Spirit at all times. All right, this is your girl. Much love. Peace and love.